Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 136. Hey, this is Dr. Cristiano Forum, Mr. American IFBB Pro Bodybuilder. And if you want to learn to truly build relationship capital, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but First, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. I'd love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Dr. Chris Zeno. Chris is a world-renowned speaker, author, entrepreneur, former Mr. America, and IFBB pro bodybuilder. After defying a deadly terminal disease in his late 20s, Dr. Zeno leveraged his experience to get his doctorate and becoming one of the largest wellness clinics in the world, seeing thousands of 
weekly. Dr. Zeno created the I Am Hero Project to resurrect heroes from the complacency of their secret identity so they may live heroic lives once again by expressing and experiencing true love now in every area of their lives through his four-step methodology, Hero Rises. Chris, welcome to the show. Super stoked to have you on. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you are most excited about right now? Travis, I'm just most excited right here and now to just be having this conversation with you and everybody listening. I would be no other place than right now. And I love that. So let's go back here because there's, man, there's so much stuff just reading through the bio, but but then also with me and you talking a little bit off the recording, there's so much stuff that we can cover here. So let's kind of do a bird's eye view. Tell us, you know, what were you doing in high school as far as like, what were you planning on doing when you got out? You know, what did you go to school for? What were your dreams back then? And then how did that terminal disease kind of like change everything? And uh, just kind of give us a bird's eye view of what happened. Yeah, you know, grew up in New York, Long Island, New York. Everything's great. Uh, I, I was the youngest. My dad had me when he was, you know, they were 45. So kind of the youngest of the crowd. Wanted to be, my dad had a video business. My mom and dad had a video business. Like all New Yorkers, they go to Florida when they get older. So we went to Florida. I went to high school there. Went to the University of Central Florida. And that's when I was competing. So I won the Mr. America at 21. So now picture this. I have a degree in exercise physiology. I have a, a title like Mr. America. And I'm training Orlando, like privately, some of the Orlando Magic members, mm. or teammates when they're there. And then Universal Studio Florida is there. And uh, Xena, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a Xena Warrior Princess show and a Hercules show. Yeah. And they would film, they would film everything in New Zealand, but they did a lot of like kind of the other takes at Universal Studios Florida. So I was hired to be the trainer for all those gladiator looking people. So I had the cool job. I loved it. I was on cover magazines. I was writing for bodybuilding.com because now the internet's really starting to go great. And uh, I, I was like, that's it. This is what I'm going to do. It's fun. And at 26, I married my wife, Whitney. And that's when the unknown hit, you know, then I, I noticed I was going to the bathroom a lot. Didn't know why. And up until that point, I traveled like anything, any ailment I had just kind of went away in time, but it did it. I was going to the bathroom 10, 12, 15 times a day. I'm bleeding. Now, every time I go to the bathroom, it's blood and it's mucus. And I don't know what's going on. So I played Google MD, like everybody likes to do. And I type in my symptoms, blood in stool. And the person that pops up is cancer. And so I'm looking at that. And I'm like, you know, my dad died when I was 21 of cancer. And I never met my grandfather because he died before I was born of cancer. And I was just like, man, I'm 26. Like, I guess it's in the genes. But so I just kind of hit the delete button, didn't say anything. And I just continued to get worse and worse. Hide it. My life was totally surrounded and manipulated because of this condition that no one knew about. And the day my wife found out is when I was at a TJ Maxx and I would scope out where the bathrooms were, they were locked and you always have the urgency to go, whatever I was dealing with. And there I was in front of like 40 people. I lost my bowels in public. Just imagine if you're listening, losing your bowels in front of a crowded store and it's just not losing your bowels, it's blood, it's mucus. And then people are looking at you because they've never seen that before. They kind of feel bad, but they're horrified. And you're just like, Time stands still. It sucked. It was, it was rock bottom for me. I ran out of there, called my wife. She picked me up in a little Ford we had with some towels on the front seat. And I went to the hospital that day and I was diagnosed with a terminal incurable disease called ulcerative colitis. They put me on so many drugs that never worked. The drugs gave me medically induced hepatitis. They were putting me on chemotherapy and all these other medications. And I went from 230 pounds all the way down to 158 pounds in four months. Wow. And the only option at that point was to just totally take out my colon and I would have, I was sterile. I'd have no chance of kids. I'd be on uh, $6,000 of the drugs for the rest of my life. Plus the $250,000 of medical debt we were in. 
it was probably the worst things and hopeless times of my life. And during that time, you know, during facing that crisis in your life, there was another huge unknown that turned it all around. Wow. And so much is happening here. Talk to me about the high, right? Because like you were saying, Mr. America 21, you know, have this awesome job where you get to work with people that are acting and you you get to work with professional athletes and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, something that is just not in your control at all, you go through this this huge tragedy. Was it like a really big, like during this time mentally, were you just kind of like, man, it's over, everything I've done, everything I've, you know, what am I going to do now? Was there just this period of like, total confusion or was it more like total devastation? No, Travis, it sucked, man. Cause my, you gotta understand my entire identity was based off my entire identity, life and profession was based off the health guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I looked a certain way, you know, I was strong. I was powerful. I was, you know, I had the smart degree, like everything. I was the health guy, you know, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke. And what was, what was frustrating. I was angry and hopeless because what was frustrating is like, I would drive by McDonald's and Sonic and Burger King and everybody's lining up for breakfast. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, you know, almost self-righteously. I'm like, I don't do what those people do. And you know, I don't eat that type of garbage. I don't smoke. I don't do all these other things. I'm like, but then I realized, but they're doing way better than me. So yeah. you know how yeah. straight that is? Yeah. And because what it was is I had blind spots. You know, people don't realize like my map of what health was, I was on the wrong map. I just based health on it was well, I look good, I feel good, not realizing that you get up blind spots that are there, and when you're in the bottle, you can't read the label. And so that took me on this journey of almost really losing my life. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
So you're in your 20s at the time. How long does it take for you? You said you ended up getting into like chiropractic care. You go back to school. Talk to us about the recovery period now. Yeah. So go home, see my mom. My mom lost her husband. My mom lost two sons already. One died of a heroin overdose. One died from a freak accident. No way. She sends out the prayer email, you know, and then my anatomy teacher from 10th grade of high school says, listen, I need you to go see my doctor. He's a corrective care chiropractor. And it was the most absurd thing I ever heard. And, but see, in your life, like if you listen, guys, it could be a song, a movie line, or a person. Something could be said that changes the entire perception of your life. And I'm like, listen, Dr. Bauman, his name was Dr. Bauman. I'm like, listen, I, I appreciate you for wanting to help me and all, but uh, thanks, but I tried everything. And I said that I tried everything. I said that was me saying, like, I'm hopeless. I did it yeah, all. Right. And he goes, you didn't do it all. He goes, because if you did it all, you would have had your health. I'm like, oh my God. Like, talk about like a disruption. Like, he's right. So I went to see his doctor who's a chiropractor. And my damage, my blind spot was in my spine. You know, the damage in my lower spine, those nerves go to your digestive glands. I had damage in my brainstem area that controls immune system and all that other function. And in seven long, long months, my body healed itself from the, the blood stop. My body healed itself from an incurable terminal disease, colostrative colitis. And that was, you know, 15 years ago. Wow. So how old were you? So you were 26 when you found out that you had it. And then how old were you when you were able to cure that? Well, yeah, 26. That was the whole year between 26 and 27. So it was all that that entire year, basically. So you're 26, you're turning 27, Mm -hmm. and you've just gone through literally the worst time of your entire life where you think you might even be dying and have this horrible disease. Everything that you've worked for is done. You've lost like 80 pounds, which is all the work that you've, you know, been doing in the previous years to get to, what do you do now? Well, I was stripped of that, but you know, I, I got my life back. So I never planned on to become a doctor, doctor of chiropractic. Come on. Like it wasn't even on the radar, but when something affects your life and if you guys are listening, like if something is truly affecting your life and like for the good, I said, well, this is what I'm going to do. So I went back to school, got my doctorate there. And my wife and I, uh, in 2005, opened up a clinic in Houston, Texas, and became the largest clinic in the history of the profession. We've seen up to 2,800 people a week. I mean, you know, 2,800 a week, and the average office is 100. And it really is a great segue with the show is like, well, how did that happen? You know, what was the networking tactics and things I did? Very simple things that everybody could do that really was the reason why we grew to the top in the, in the world in the profession in the history of it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about personal development during that time. So I don't know if, if I'm kind of lumping us all into one kind of group here, but typically it seems like as low, you know, people in their twenties don't really spend a lot of time making themselves better versions of themselves through courses, reading, networking, events, all that kind of stuff. Were you that same way? And did that time in your life really make you become a different person? If not, how did you learn the tools and tactics that you needed in order to create such a success? successful chiropractic practice? Well, it was really the karate kid thing with me. It's when it came down to battling that, that issue, because here's the thing, like when I told you it took seven months, so just think seven months to get better, but imagine for the first five or six months, all you saw was blood every day. So imagine like you're trying to beat something, you're trying to overcome something, but you keep on seeing and you're reminded of the manifestation of what is, right? Mm. So it's very difficult. So the minds really plays a part. I had, I, you know, I'm not going to say it was a superior, like it was a battle. Like there was that voice saying, you're not going to make it. And there's that voice of anger saying, you know, one more rep. So it was like all the years of, of training and discipline and that one more rep and staying focused all the years of weighing my food and walking around with a gallon jug of water and not drinking 
in college because I was more concerned about bodybuilding and competing. Like, you know, you realize all that stuff started that, that discipline muscle that I was developing really came through to really stick to it or stick through it. Just that one extra step, that one extra day. And then when it came to the clinic, really what, what changed everything, Travis, was I was very informational. Like I would go and I would be a teacher. Hey, and I would, I would have the big fat Harry PowerPoint slides and the techie stuff just to be like someone who delivered all this information as a way of getting clients. Hmm. And I struggled because people would say that was a very informative topic and they would do the golf clap and say, Hey, do you have a card? But there was no transformation. And I remember one day, you know, cause I'm young, you know, you know, I'm under 30 at this point and I was in the Woodlands, Texas, and I was asked to speak at the Rotary. So I'm going to do this talk. And in the Rotary Club, they had, like in, in Houston, they have like neurosurgeons and orthopedic surgeons and highly publicized people and the mayor. And they had uh, big oils down there, right? So who's a billionaire sitting in the crowd? And I was super intimidated. Like my worthiness is like, I don't know if I'm worthy of speaking in front of these people, but I knew I had something that could help them. Hmm. And, and because I was so nervous and so scared, I forgot all my tech. I forgot my PowerPoint zip drive. I forgot the chart and that little laser pointer thing I had. So I forgot all the stuff that I really relied on, all the stuff that I leaned on. And I remember I was so scared. I'm in the parking lot. I'm telling my wife, I'm like, I'm going to flake. I'm just going to get out of here. She's like, no, just, I'm like, I don't even know what to say because I used to read my talk. Hmm. And I realized in the moment, like, I can't try to outbeat the neurosurgeon or outbeat, the, I can't outbeat other people's like expertises. But in that moment, my epiphany was, but you know what? No one could do better than me. No one could tell my story better than me. So I got up there in front of that group of people and I just told my experience and I told my journey of my life and I went through and things in my life that helped me. And I ended up, it was a standing ovation. No one wanted my car. Everybody wanted to come into the office. And I found something that day that was like, wow, you know, it wasn't the content that changed people's lives and allowed me to build the largest clinic in the world. It was the context of who I became as a human being and sharing my strengths and sharing my weaknesses and being a real person and building trust and building relationships. It changed everything. Mm, yeah. Facts tell, stories sell, right? So such a classic example of that. And and Chris, I mean, there's so much stuff that we could go into yeah, yeah, yeah. on this topic, but I do want to kind of switch the conversation, talk about networking here for the last 10, 15 minutes, because I, I think that it's obviously the name of the show, but also I think that you have a lot of uh, different value to bring to the table when it comes to this topic. So first question that I want to ask you just to kind of get this conversation rolling in the right direction. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important? And why? Oh, it's both. I play both sides of the thing because what I know is this, watch this. What I know is who I know, meaning that there's two concepts I want everybody to get. Number one, the concept of relationship capital. It is the most important form of capital to have because in my 20s, Trav, it was like, well, even my 30s, it was like, if I invest a dollar, where am I getting my dollar back? Right. Mm -hmm. And I realized that if I invested to if I invested a thousand dollars to maybe go to a mastermind or get in front of somebody to build a real relationship with the relationship capital and how that butterfly effect happens of just having the right people and support and giving them a ton of value that really opened up to so many amazing opportunities and doors. So I call it relationship capital. And then another part of that is called favor capital. Favor capital is basically like Travis, I would contact you or anybody and say, listen, my goal is to give the person more value than they could ever ask of me. That means like, so my vehicle is video and speaking. So I would say, listen, let me go. I'll speak at your event. I'll do whatever. And I want to give them so much value. I'll do videos for them. And I want to give them so much value 
that if they ever asked me a favor back, it would it would never equal the value that I gave them. So I try to so over deliver, give someone so much value. And then if someone comes back around and says, listen, thank you so much. What can I do for you? Sometimes I just put the favor in the bank and be like, hey, listen, it was my pleasure. Not yet. And when I am working on something, it could be a year down the road. I always know I have that favor capital, that relationship. Or in today's society, I have some wonderful friends I grew up with, with a huge email list, you name it. And you know what? All I do is I serve them and they keep on telling me, what can I do for you? And I'm like, not yet, not yet. Like, And I know when that day comes, I have that relationship capital and favor capital and that network to really take whatever I'm working on to another level. Hmm. So definitely a combination of the two of them, but it sounds like the way you described it is that the who deserves more attention than the what. Would you say that would be accurate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. See, okay. and that was my plan where it's like, what I know is the who is the thing, right? right. I leverage it. And you know what? It's, and Travis, it's 100% sincere. Like, I don't want anybody going out there, like giving like a false sense of value. Like, oh yeah, yeah I'm going yeah, to totally. give all this value. So and then I expect something. And they have this no, ulterior motive. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to give so much to you. And Travis, like I was just telling you before here, when you give me the ability to do what I do and to be in my lane, it is like the greatest act of love and appreciation I could give and receive at the same time. So the, the act of me doing for you is my reward. So even if you didn't show me the favor back, like it's okay. Yeah, right. That's the biggest thing is that if you're genuine about it, then you're not keeping score. So like the minute that you're keeping score, that's where it's a problem because then that means that you're always thinking of like, well, I can't believe I just, I did this, 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 and this for that guy. And then the one time I asked him to do something for me and he didn't reciprocate and you know, he's just a piece of garbage. I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Like if you're doing that kind of stuff, then yeah, you're being completely not genuine and people can sniff that out. First of all, like they can sniff it out like crazy, but second of all, like maybe it just didn't align with his message. Like maybe his audience or his circle of friends like wouldn't have done well with that particular favor or chance to reciprocate. So like, it just might not work out this time. It doesn't mean that they completely forgot about it, but it also doesn't mean that you should be holding it over their head like a scoreboard. So um, what's really, really important differentiator there. Chris, can you tell us about a time in your life where a relationship, a connection, something like that led to like a big moment of success for you? Oh, 100%. Like, I'm in Park City, Utah now, and I'll show you how. And I'll hook you up with them if you want. So a buddy of mine, a real good friend of mine, because I came from such a scarcity mentality. So, you know, my parents, you know, lost everything. My wife's parents, they went bankrupt twice. So do you understand? You put my wife and I together, and even though we were successful, we had a very scarce mindset. So we always felt it would go away someday. Hmm. So we made some, and we started making bad decisions with finances and giving them to people, and they would lose it. So I was like, ah, this is happening. So my friend's like, listen, you need to meet this guy, Garrett Gunderson. He's the New York Times bestselling of this book, Killing Sacred Cows. He's like, I think it'll really give you a good philosophy on what to do in that area of your weakness. So I met him and, you know, I paid, see guys, I paid $25,000, you know, at the time I paid to be able to be around a network like that, a mastermind, and then got to know him. We built relationship capital and friends. He's here in Salt Lake City. And then it was the first time I saw the power of network. Then he's like, hey, listen, let me introduce you to so-and-so or this person or that person. And this, I was introduced to so many like amazing, wonderful thinking people, whether it be a speaking coach. And that speaking coach allowed me to really develop my craft. And like, 
literally, I can't even trace it. It was probably equal, you know, $8 million just from the relationship capital of relationships and projects that were made. So the networking of that alone, and then I would have never went to Utah here. I fell in love with Salt Lake City, I mean, Park City, Utah. And we literally, my practice is in Houston. We're selling that now and we moved here. So I'm telling everybody, like, never underestimate the unknowns of that relationship capital and networking. That is the bottom line right there is that I think there's too many people that can't see the future when it comes to investing into a relationship. So they don't do it, right? Like what we were talking about earlier, you're saying like, Hey, when I was in my twenties, when I was first getting started, it was like, when I spend a dollar, I want to be able to measure how does that dollar come back? Like how does it multiply itself into multiple dollars? Like where is the ROI and how soon is it coming? And like, what's the multiple that it's coming back at? And, but because you can't do that with relationships, I think that a lot of people just don't spend a lot of time doing those things because they can't quantify a real result until they look back. And that's why it's so powerful to just start doing it. Because once you begin to experience the power of building real genuine relationships with people, adding value to others, there's not really any going back. Why would you say, Chris, that a lot of people just forget or neglect or just don't network or spend any time on this? Because it's number one, it's a scarcity mentality that it's a scarcity conditional mentality. So maybe networking, sometimes, you know, it's really great to network even in your profession, but I know a lot of people without an abundant mindset, they're like, well, if I network with my colleagues, then if they get a business deal, it's a business deal taken away from me. Do you see the scarcityness of this? Like right. they hold their secrets to themselves. Or like I said, you know, you got to invest time and money in a relationship and it might be you doing all the giving unconditionally in the beginning. And maybe you never know, it could be eight, 10 years down the road if it had to be, but if your focus isn't on building genuine relationships unconditionally, then it's just the richness of a friend and a relationship. And I could tell you just lunches I had with certain people, it steered me in the right direction. Travis, there's so many unknowns. And I think this is a great thing. The unknown, like everybody's living Groundhog Day every day, like the same recipe you're living right now, whether it be happy, let's say you don't have a network. If you live that recipe over and over again, nothing's going to change in your life living the Groundhog Day. So when you bring in unknowns and relationships, the unknowns in those relationships, they contain the nutrients and the materials and the ingredients of the life and the most amazing life that you could never predict for your future. It's all contained in those relationships and unknowns. Yeah. Gotta get outside your comfort zone. The best things in life happen outside of your comfort zone. Chris, this is a question I've been asking some people recently, and I'm curious to hear your feedback on it because you've been through so many times where life is just thrown a big fat no in your face. How do you handle the fear of rejection? To me, it's all contrast. Everybody wants the wins, but the greatest moments of my life, and I even feel it now in my office, like if we had a rejection in my practice or a perceived failure, I would huddle with the team. I'm like, all right, guys, that sucked. You know, it was like a punch in the face. (laughs) So what do we learn from this? If it was a rejection, maybe I like, let's say you're networking someone and they're like, oh no, it's like, okay, well, maybe I didn't talk to their values, right? So maybe, you know, I, I was just talking about myself and what I do, but I didn't really talk about how I could add value to that person or their tribe or how I could help them get what they want, right? So you really start learning, but the no isn't a no. The no is contrast and it actually it's clarity if you see it that way. So whether it be a perceived failure or a no, it's contrast. And it really lets you sit and say, okay, how do I tweak this? How do I tweak my pitch? How do I tweak my way I communicate? How do I tweak, uh, you know, the, my process in my office or, or yeah. what I do just to really fit? So it really, it's moments of learning. 
Got it. Got it. I, I know that was a little bit off topic. I just, I wanted to touch on that just because I felt like you had something great to say, which you definitely did. So let's go ahead and move on here to the last segment, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick yep. random sure. questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yes, sir. This is the random round. What profession other than your own, do you think it would be fun to attempt? Race car driver. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? It would be my younger self because I would, when I was super scared when I was younger, I would put my hand on my shoulder and be like, as scared as you are right now, just stay faithful, stay focused. And it's going to turn out way better than you ever thought it could. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Video. Video. Awesome. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I wake up about 4.30 in the morning. I do some detox protocols. You know, for cleansing liver, sauna, I do about between 25 and uh, one hour of meditation. Then after that, this morning, I did some cardio and I listened to podcasts or watch videos on cardio. And I wrote my vision and my goals down like I do every morning, every night. And I ate breakfast. When you say you wrote your goals down, is are these mm-hmm. quarterly, yearly, daily, weekly goals? It's my ultimate self. It's Travis, I just gave you $100 million. What's your life look like now? Hmm. Got it. Got it. So you write that down every single morning as a part of routine. And night. Before and night. And night. Okay. Absolutely. Keep Perfect. it in front of me. What is your go-to pump-up song? <laughs> Actually, Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. That's for some reason that 80s song is like one of my favorites. What is something <laughs> that you are just not very good at? Basketball. And as we get everything wrapped up here, Chris, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Right. You just go to Facebook or Instagram under Dr. Zeno and I provide content with you guys every single day and we can keep the conversation going and I answer all your comments and all your questions. And if you go to IamHero.com, I created four one-month masterclasses totally for free for you guys on four different topics. Pick whichever one is relevant to you. Perfect. Awesome. So IamHero.com to get access to those masterclasses. And then if you want to go check out Chris's stuff on Instagram, it's Dr. Zaino. Zaino is Z-A-I-N-O, Dr. Zaino over on Facebook and on Instagram. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. I had a fantastic time talking with you for a bit. Thank you so much, Travis. And thank you for every single person that's watching. If you enjoyed it, please rate this high and tell Travis you want me on again. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.